Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable with another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Cami Apple Press, and I'm excited. Um, I have finally, after a very long time, gotten a new audio from Raina, and it's her usual wonderful self, and uh, it's one of my better stories, so I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's called uh, Feminized by the Sheriff's Daughter, and it's based on an old story that used to be on Fiction Mania that has been such take since taken down. I will admit that from time to time, I do get inspired by things that are on websites like Fiction Mania, but I promise you I would never, ever rip off a writer on there. In fact, I have been a writer on there. Instead, I just try to, you know, take it as, okay, if this was a Kylie Gable story, what would happen? And, um... The Sheriff's Daughter is definitely one that I, I like parts of the Fiction Mania story, but it had a little more of a Findom touch uh, than I usually do. So, without further ado, here's Raina Means Queen doing the story Feminized by the Sheriff's Daughter, written by me. Feminized by the Sheriff's Daughter, written by Kylie Gable, narrated by Raina Means Queen. The handcuffs were tight and starting to dig into the soft flesh on his wrists. The black lace mini dress he was wearing did little to protect him from the chilly breeze entering through the cracks in the walls of the barn. The penis gag in his mouth didn't cause him to drool like the ball gag would, but it had been over an hour and his jaw was starting to hurt. He was sitting down against a support beam with his wrist cuffed behind himself and the beam. Rope bound his ankles together just above his sexy spiked heels and at his knees. More ropes attached his chest to the beam. He was helpless. He let out a muffled groan as he began to reflect on how he had gotten into this position. He recalled the fateful night when he had met Joe Lynn Davenport, who was the sheriff's daughter at the bar. She had seemed so sweet and innocent but in hindsight, he wondered if she had been playing him all along. He remembered her coyly suggesting they go back to her place for drinks and how he eagerly and how he eagerly accepted that invitation. Little did he know that it would be his last night of freedom for some time. When they arrived at her home, there was nobody else around and soon she revealed her true nature. Jolyn had been known around Waverly for her wild ways for a long time. Anything she did, though, her father seemed to be able to clean up her mess. Unfortunately for Cole, he was not from Waverly. He had only moved there for work, and she seemed so sweet and so alluring. He ignored any signs of danger until it was too late. He was a bit surprised how kinky she was, but he went along with it and played out her fantasies. They didn't exactly look consensual on her hidden nanny cams, but she was the one who had told him what to do. There wasn't a single move he made that wasn't at her request. The next morning, when they were both sober, he found out she wasn't the person she pretended to be the night before. She wanted more than drinks and conversation. She wanted power and control over him. 
She had videos and they didn't look good for him. They were not the things you ever wanted a sheriff see you doing to his daughter. And there was no way that Sheriff Davenport would ever take his word over his daughter's. Once she had control of a guy, JoLynn had a game that she loved to play slowly and methodically. She would strip them of their manhood. She licked her lips in delight as she explained her schemes to Cole. He would be feminized and her goal was to take away his masculinity. When she was done with him, he would look, act, and even think like a girl. There would be nothing male left in him. If he didn't cooperate, he'd have to deal with her father. Between the video recordings and the tearful story she would concoct, he would be in huge trouble. First, she shaved his face, leaving it smooth and free of any stubble. But she didn't stop there. Sissies didn't have body hair, and neither would Cole. She brought out the wax and began to cover his body with it. He winced as she applied it. She worked quickly, making sure to get every nook and cranny of his body. Once she was done, she removed all the wax and all of his body hair came off with it. His skin was now smooth as silk and glistening in light. Jo Lynn took great pleasure in her work, taking breaks only for short periods of time. Each day felt like an eternity until finally, after two weeks, Cole's transformation was complete. Joe Lynn stood back, admiring her handiwork. Cole was completely smooth from head to toe and had taken on a more feminine look, too. <laughs> she then set about teaching him how to shave himself so that he could maintain that silky smoothness that she had given him. She made sure that he knew exactly how often he needed to do this, every two days, so that his feminization would remain intact at all times. She was now ready to move on to his face. She traced each finger around his face, cackling as she tightly applied the foundation to his skin. His cheeks were powdered with a soft rose hue giving him an almost porcelain complexion. She sneered as she swept the eyeshadow across his lids and applied mascara and strokes to emphasize his eyes and make them look larger and more feminine than before. His eyebrows were painfully tweezed and shaped into a perfect arch, which further softened his features. She stepped back and admired her work, whispering that nobody will mistake you for a boy ever again. Next came the wardrobe changes. It was gradual at first, but since she made Cole pay for everything, money was no object. It wasn't long before JoLynn had a whole selection of dresses picked out for Cole that he was required to wear each day when he was not at work. From there, she started working on his hair first adding some extensions to give the illusion of long locks of hair flowing down Cole's back. Finally, styling his hair so that it framed his face nicely, then curling it into loose waves 
that cascaded down around his shoulders. Cole had no way to explain any of this at work, and Lin clearly didn't care. <laughs> if she cared, she wouldn't have dyed his locks a bright red that was sure to attract attention everywhere he went. By the end of it all, Cole was almost living completely as a woman when not at work, wearing dresses, makeup, and having long hair done up in feminine styles every day. It took months for JoLynn to fully feminize Cole, but by the end, he had become somewhat unrecognizable from who he was before, even to himself sometimes. JoLynn made sure to constantly remind Cole of the power she had over him. She would often call him a little bitch and tell him he was nothing more than a puppet in her hands. She reminded him that he was under her control and that any time he saw himself looking pretty or feminine, it was because of her and not himself. This only served to further drive home the point that she was all-powerful, and Cole was nothing but a pathetic little girl in comparison. Jo Lynn sneered down at Cole, her eyes alight with contempt. Remember, she said menacingly, you are nothing more than a little bitch in my hands. You exist and can be pretty only because I allow it. Cole felt his cheeks heat up with humiliation and rage as he looked away. I'm not just a puppet, JoLynn, he muttered under his breath. Oh, yes, you are, JoLynn barked out a cruel laugh. You think you can make your own decisions? Think again. As long as I have power over you, this is the final say in matters. Your opinion simply doesn't matter to me anymore. The only thing you need to decide is what shade of lipstick best matches your dress. A dull ache loomed in Cole's chest as he stared despondently at the ground. He had no choice but to accept that JoLynn really did have all the power. She was all-powerful, and he was nothing but a pathetic little girl in comparison. Bye, baby doll. Next time I'm back here, I want this crummy little house of yours, pink and girly, she ordered as she left. He recalled all of these events as time slowly passed while he sat there against the beam, unable to move more than a few inches due to the tightness of his bondage rig. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. We'll be right back. Kylie got an email from Spotify last month warning him about adult content on the podcast. For now, there is no problem, but we do have to be careful about what we put on the free podcast so that we can stay podcasting. Scenes that might have been allowed before might be a bit dangerous for us. It's one of the reasons that the premium podcast is so important. Because you subscribe to listen, we don't have to worry about content limits, so we can include much more titillating scenes. Premium subscribers get the entire audio and not just a clip. That includes all the good parts, and the shows don't just disappear when we're done with them. There's something like 30 hours of content in the archives accessible when you subscribe. It's $15 a month, and we know that's not in everybody's budget. But if you're interested, check out the Premium Feminization Boudoir on Spotify, or check out the link in this show's description. 
With every passing second that brought no rescue or reprieve from his captivity, his fear increased tenfold until it was like a weight crushing down on him, harder than any rope could have ever done so himself. Just then, he heard a loud thud from the entrance of the room, and his heart skipped a beat as Jolyn strolled through the door like a femme fatale in a femme noir movie. Her hips swayed seductively with every step she took, and her tight-fitting dress showed off every single one of her curves. Her eyes were alight with contempt as she sneered down at Cole. I have a date tonight, she said matter-of-factly, her voice dripping with disdain, and I need some money to pay for it so hand over your wallet. She reached out and grabbed his wallet from atop the pile of boy clothes he'd been wearing before Joe Lynn had come into his life. Carelessly, she pulled out $200 from inside it before sighing in disappointment and throwing the wallet back into the pile with an eye roll. You're short money, she said coldly, before turning away and heading towards the exit without another word or glance in Cole's direction. He could still feel her calculating gaze on him as he watched her until she was completely out of sight. A reminder that even when she wasn't there, JoLynn still held all of the power over him and always would. Mm, 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 Cole mumbled through his gag. He wanted to explain to her that he had to replace his sump pump and she had found that lingerie sale and insisted he spend over $150 on new bras and panties. Of course he didn't have the full 300 she demanded from him every week. I don't have time for your whining. You know the rules. If I can't take it out of your wallet, I'm going to take it out of your ass, she said as she uncuffed his wrist and freed him from the ropes that held him to the large support beam. Up on your feet, bitch. She grabbed his arm and yanked him to his feet before grabbing the rope that had been used to tie him up. She wrapped it around both of his wrists and then threw it over a beam overhead, leaving him with his hands bound over his head. She then proceeded to tie his ankles firmly against two beams so that his legs were spread out as far as they could go. In mere moments, in this position, his calves were on fire. (laughs) The rope was tied tight enough that he was unable to move more than an inch or two in any direction without the rope cutting painfully into his wrists and ankles. He glanced up at Jolyn with desperation in his eyes, but she just sneered down at him contemptuously before announcing she needed to get something from her truck and turning away and walking out of the barn, leaving Cole feeling more helpless than ever before. When she returned, JoLynn had her cane with her. It wasn't a walking cane, but a thin, flexible, wooden reed that Cole knew could inflict severe punishment on vulnerable flesh. She stood at the edge of the barn and looked him up and down, her eyes gleaming with pleasure as she saw how tightly he was bound. She sauntered over to him and ran the cane up his thighs and a longest face, causing him to quiver with anticipation as it left a fiery trail wherever it touched. She then moved to stand behind him so that he couldn't see what she was doing 
but could feel every single move she made. With a swift motion, she brought the cane down hard on his buttocks, eliciting a sharp cry from Cole's throat that echoed through the otherwise silent barn. <laughs> the pain seared through his body like an electric current as Jo Lynn continued her torment, slowly moving the cane around each of his limbs before finally focusing on his most sensitive parts. Cole groaned in agony as each strike sent shockwaves of pleasure and pain throughout his body while Jo Lynn whipped him relentlessly with her thin, flexible cane. He felt himself falling deeper into an ecstatic trance-like state until finally, after what seemed like hours, she stopped abruptly. He looked up at her with desperation in his eyes, silently begging for some mercy, but she just stared back at him coolly with no emotion on her face. You're going to stay like this until I come back, JoLynn said curtly before turning away and walking out of the barn, leaving Cole completely alone and exposed. His heart sank as he realized he was completely helpless and there was nothing he could do about it. He knew from experience that JoLynn knew how to tie a man and all he could do was wait until she came back. He closed his eyes tightly against the tears threatening to spill down his cheeks as a wave of misery washed over him. Tears would only ruin his makeup and get him even more punishment from his wicked tormentor. <laughs> he remained like this for what felt like days until finally he heard footsteps coming from outside the barn, followed by JoLynn's voice calling out, Honey, I'm home. The door opened and light flooded into the room, revealing Jo Lynn standing there with an amused smirk on her face as she took in Cole's bound form. She strode towards him confidently before ungagging him and untying his wrists and ankles. He could barely stand after being bound on only his tiptoes. Cole rubbed at the red marks left behind by the ropes while Joe Lynn saunters around the room, tidying things up as if nothing had ever happened. You can pay me what you owe me next week, she said, as if she was doing him a favor. I'll try, he swore. It's a lot of money. I've been hearing that from a lot of my sissies lately, she said. I seem to have the laziest girls in town in my thrall. I'm sorry, Mistress Joe Lynn. I will get you the money somehow, he pledged. Cho Lin slowly walked over to him and handed Cole a business card. My friend has a second job available if you're interested, she said. She is looking for someone with your talents, and she pays well. She paused before continuing. It's not exactly legal, but it'd be an easy way to make some extra money on the side. Cole took the card hesitantly. He didn't like the sound of this at all. He didn't want to do anything illegal, and he was very suspicious that she mentioned his talents. If he was short next week and didn't explore this new job, she would make what she did this week seem like fun and games. 
Just don't let me down, she said with a sly smile before picking up the discarded handcuffs. Hands behind your back. I had my friend drop me off, so we need to take your car. I'm driving. Cole reluctantly put his hands behind his back, not wanting to anger Jolyn any further. He felt the cold metal clasp around his wrist and the click of it locking shut. Jolyn quickly added the gag to keep him quiet and then grabbed his clothes and car keys, leading him out to his car. She opened up the trunk and instructed him to get in. Cole had no choice but to obey her command as he slowly climbed into the trunk, feeling a chill run down his spine with each step he took closer. Joe Lynn slammed the trunk shut, trapping Cole in complete darkness with only a thin sliver of light coming through from what little gap there was between the lid and the body of the car. He lay there motionless trying not to think about how vulnerable he was or what she may have planned for him next. After what seemed like an eternity, but was actually only a few minutes, Cole heard Joe Lynn start up the engine and began driving away from their location. His mind raced with worry as he tried to figure out where they were going or what she had planned for him once they arrived at their destination. All he could do was wait until they arrived at wherever it was they were going and hope that whatever she had planned would be over soon. He felt around, trying to find something comfortable, but all he could feel were hard metal edges from tools and spare parts that littered the bottom of the trunk. He tried not to think about what would happen if someone stopped them or if they got into an accident. Would anyone find him in time? He almost screamed in frustration. He felt like an eternity passed before they finally came to a stop. And after what seemed like forever, she opened up the trunk again, allowing light back into Cole's world once more. We're here, she said simply before taking off his gag, unlocking his handcuffs and tossing out his clothes. It wasn't until she sped off that he realized that she had taken his car. Cole walked into his house, feeling a sense of relief to be in the familiar environment. Without delay, he started to hastily undress himself. He removed the dress that clung to his body, revealing his pale skin underneath. He unclasped each of the delicate lingerie that hugged his curves and slipped off the shiny heels, letting them hit the ground with a loud thud. Lastly, he wiped away the makeup that covered his face and threw on the nightie that Joe Lynn had made him sleep in with strict instructions. The nightie was a baby blue cotton fabric that felt stiff and uncomfortable against his skin. It had a high neckline, fitted with lace trim and long sleeves that reached down to his wrists. The bodice was decorated with white buttons, which were difficult to undo after being locked in the handcuffs for so long. A large bow adorned the waistline of the dress, making it look more like a child's toy rather than actual clothing. Cole despised wearing this nightie. It made him feel exposed and vulnerable, 
like he had no control over what happened next. He wished he could take off this nightie and put on something more comfortable, but he knew Jolyn would punish him severely if he did. She loved to tease him about how his nightie was blue for boys. He resigned himself to the fact that he would have to wear this oppressive nightie until she returned and decided to make himself as comfortable as possible while waiting for her return. That was feminized by the sheriff's daughter, recorded by Raina Means Queen, and written by me. Hope you enjoyed it. So this time of year is always something that you know fills me with anticipation for the new year and everything. And I have a bunch of New Year's resolutions, and none of them are going to the gym or anything like that. They all have to do with writing more, publishing more promoting more, and uh, I think you're going to like this new year from the uh, Candy Apple Press crew because a lot of us are promising more stuff for the new year. So definitely, um, I think the audios will definitely be greater because there will be more books to make audios from. Um, Next week is going to be a bit of a Christmas special, I guess, for lack of a better term. I have two competing Christmas stories that are both done and ready to uh, play. So I think it might actually wind up being like a double-length show, at least for the premium folks. So definitely hope you'll be uh, tuning in and checking it out. And uh, I will be back next week. I hope you will be too. Take care.